Hello, Syngap Land. My name is Michael Gralia, and this is episode 72 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. The last two episodes were rich in important information that you should probably go and listen to if you haven't already. Listen to 70 and 71. But today, I'm just going to tell you about yesterday and today, because they were exceptional days with a lot of fascinating meetings, and I just want to share them with you. And I'm going to move too quickly because they were so rich. Yesterday, I was on my way over to Rarebase to talk to them about our evolving partnership because we're, we're, we're going to phase two with them, as I talked about in last episode, and there's a lot of, lot of moving parts. But on my way out the door, um, the phone rang, and it was a family from Greece who'd been trying to get a hold of me for a couple of days. And we start talking, and long story short, for reasons that I don't fully understand, they got their little girl sequenced, but they were not able to get a diagnosis. And this happens because different labs use different references and have different decisions about the mutation, whatever. They went and saw a doctor in the US and the doctor looked at their whole exome sequencing data and said, this mutation and this mutation worry me and I think you should get properly diagnosed. They go back to Greece, nobody will diagnose them. And in the absence of a diagnosis, they can't get therapies and they can't get meds written for their little girl. And I'm talking to them because I'm like, is it Syngap, is it not Syngap? And they start describing the behaviors and the eye rolls. And, and I said, well, how's the sleep? And they said, we haven't slept in 10 years. And I was like, yeah, you have an unmedicated 10-year-old syngapian. That makes perfect sense. And I'm looking at these mutations, and these mutations are, um, one of them is a, is a syngap frame shift, right? And we all know, those of you paying attention, a frame shift is one of the two kinds of protein truncating variants, frame shift and nonsense. It's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a geneticist, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but I'm looking at this and it says frame shift and I'm like, this is so weird. So I, I, I forward the case to a couple of our SAB members and CAB members and, and by the end of that call, um, a, a geneticist on our team had already forwarded the parents a consent to get them enrolled and agreed to review their West data. So this is one of the best pediatric epilepsy, or epilepsy geneticists there is, period. So that was amazing. And I was able to tell them before I hung up with them, hey, check your inbox, sign that consent. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna deal with this. And then today I woke up to emails from clinicians in, in Europe who um, had said, yeah, it is an interesting case, Mike, and we'll do a telehealth from our country to theirs. So that was just, I was feeling great. I was like, this is amazing. And I, I, my heart was really going out to, um, to this poor child who hasn't been diagnosed for 10 years because of a technical glitch because I guess all genetic testing labs are not created equal. But the point for us as a broader community is how many more of those little girls are out there? How many kids are so sick that their parents have gotten genetic testing in whatever country they're in, and just because the lab is looking at things differently, we still don't have a diagnosis. How crazy is that? So then I go to Rarebase. Wonderful meeting with the team at Rarebase, thinking about how we're gonna communicate what we're doing and and talk about phase two where we're going to take some hits from phase one and we're going to test some patient drive neurons and that was just a super exciting meeting so i come home from that i'm working away and um different things are happening whatever but then my then i then i learn about another syngapian who um was taken advantage of it's it's a horrible story and it's not my story to tell but it really sort of stop me cold in my tracks because it's the fear of every parent of a disabled child right that someone out there takes advantage of your loved one and, and does inappropriate things and, and i heard that story and i was like oh. 
And when I when I have the good news stories like I had yesterday morning with the, with the Greek family, I get excited and I get motivated. But when I hear heartbreaking things like that, I I, I, I get motivated, right? What if we can get a medicine made that helps these kids who can't talk talk? What if we can improve their judgment so it's not as easy to take advantage of them? I think that's possible. And I want that. And I need that drug for my kids so that when I die, I'm not terrified about what's going to happen to Tony. It was a really big day. It was, a, it was just a lot of a lot going. Also yesterday, I meant to say this, Stoke and Acadia reached out and they said, hey, Mike, of course we're going to sponsor your meeting. You know, here's the amount. Put us down for whatever. And thank you, Stoke and Acadia, for that. But um, they're going to be sponsoring our meeting on December 1st. And I'm so looking forward to that. So we have a scientific meeting on Thursday, December 1st and a family meeting on Friday, December 2nd. And um, I'm really excited to have, I think 40 people have already signed up for the family meeting. I'm so excited to have everybody together in the same room, building this powerful community that, is, that has already achieved so much and, and will achieve a lot more. Because we've got a lot of work to do, my friends. We've got a lot of work to do, my friends. And then today, today was, was round two. So I, I woke up to a bunch of emails about cell lines. So here's the deal with Rarebase. Step one, they, they did a screen in healthy neurons and they found some hits. Step two, they're gonna test those hits in patient-derived neurons. In order to have, because these things take time, in order to have patient-derived neurons, we, if you go back and, and read, listen to previous episodes, I've been talking about iPSCs for a while. So we made iPSCs for, I think, seven or eight patients with Rarebase. And now what we're doing is we're selecting a couple of those to do, to test the hits in. And, but what's cool about making so many iPSCs is when I've talked to other drug companies and other academics, I've been like, hey, there's, you know, here's a list of seven or eight iPSCs. If you want them, Rarebase will just ship them to you. Open seat. And people have been like, what? Because I'm saving them months of work and, and thousands of dollars in, in doing that. And that's the point, right? We want to make it easier for more and more people and companies to work on Syngap 1. Because we don't care who wins. We just need a win for our kids. So... There are so many requests for the cell lines at Rarebase that we actually had to go back there today and we had to have another meeting about, okay, what's going on with this and what's going on with how much will it cost to, to make more of those, blah, blah, blah. Very cool meeting. Very exciting to me that the stuff we talked about, you know, five, six months ago is actually happening and bearing fruit. Like the speed at which things are going down is incredible. I got a progress report today from... Um, Professor Janos Zempleni in Nebraska. And it was pretty exciting. Not my place to talk about it uh, right now in, in greater detail, but pretty exciting stuff. And that grant we just made six months ago. So it's it's incredible. And then, and then the other thing that warmed my heart is I turned around later today and I see there's a fundraiser um, for a little girl in Ukraine who's got Syngap, a six-year-old little girl in a war zone. And... The, and um, this is heartbreaking and exciting all at once. So it's heartbreaking that there's a little girl with Syngap in a country that's suffering from a needless war. That's a bummer. Um, but number two, she's right next to the nuclear reactor and the family's like, we gotta get out of here. And so we have a Syngap family who has arranged for a place for them to stay just outside of the country. And we are working with other Syngapian families to help move this family to where they're going. But these things cost money. And so uh, some of the leadership just put together a fundraiser and said, let's do this. And there's a fundraiser up. And I turn around and I'm like, oh, there's the organization that I lead doing a fundraiser. It's awesome. 
It's exactly what I would have wanted. Of course we're going to do everything we can to help a poor little six-year-old Singaporean girl in a freaking war zone get to safety. Because we're making therapies for all the Singaporeans, so we want her to get it too, right? Just a, a, a crazy day when I think about a little girl in Greece who can't get a diagnosis and a little Singaporean in a war zone who I don't even know if she's getting her meds. And then I think about those cell lines flying all over the country. And I think about companies like Silk and Acadia making advanced genetic therapies that they're going to be putting in our kids soon. And I think about doctors in plenty thinking about really cool delivery mechanisms. It's the privilege of this work that I, I get to see all these moving parts. And it's the challenge of this work that I, I have no control over the order in which they come. Right? I go from like, I just hooked up a Greek family with an amazing geneticist to I got to figure out a bunch of logistics with Rare Base to, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I feel terrible to 30 other things. And um, my cuckoo clock's going off. It's 10 o'clock in case anyone's wondering. Oh, it's 11 o'clock. Um, but it's exciting, guys. Net, 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 net. This organization is helping kids with Syngap, families caring for Syngapians, and it's aggressively investing in the future to make it better. I'm so damn proud of the work we're doing right now. The team from Lauren to Pavel to everybody else, it's amazing. It's amazing. And if you're part of this community, you should feel proud and happy. And if you're not part of this community, jump on in. The water's fine. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you on December 1st in Nashville at our meeting.